Welcome to the Dead Format, episode 136. My name is Ian McEwen, and I'm joined tonight. We welcome back Tom Smiley. Welcome back to the realm of the living for a discussion about legacy. Yeah, I, I'm excited to actually be back talking to people that I don't play this video game with. We you, did, so you we call did. it this game now. You, you you called it this game earlier. You called it this video game. Is that just I don't like... want to mention. We're on a Magic the Gathering podcast. I don't <laughs> want to mention this other game that might turn people off from listening to what we have to say for the next next hour or so. Is that what it is, though? Because you did it with just me. So I feel well, I like... mean, I feel, I feel ashamed, too. Okay. I feel <laughs> gross, and I feel bad about myself that I'm playing <laughs> this game again, but... <laughs> I thought maybe you were just so immersed that, you know, everything's the game at this point. It's like the rappers say, right? It, it's all about the game. Yeah, it's exactly. It's all about the game. It's all in the game. <laughs> it's all Baltimore saying. Yeah, bro. So, obviously, we've we missed a couple weeks, right? Yeah, I believe I believe that happened. I think that's correct. <laughs> I uh <laughs> Yeah, I got super busy the first week of June, and then uh, took took a little while to push out the um, the last episode we did on the Modern Horizons 2 spoilers, just because I pretty much didn't sleep that week. I was still working. I wasn't on vacation yet. I did the uh, 60 to 70 grind in like three days while working. For how many characters? Um, yeah, it was just crazy. For, Wait, no, for... just for just for one. Okay. Like it, it wasn't enough time to do all of the leveling plus all of the rating we cleared everything in the first week it's like like we we did very well very nice so yeah i guess that uh that answers some questions but yeah it's been you know it's been a couple weeks and it's been slow in legacy right so it's not like we missed anything well yeah in legacy but there's still like some exciting stuff especially today with the um the Dungeons and Dragons spoilers starting to come out with the new card type. I don't know if you've even seen this yet. Oh, I don't know. I was being sarcastic because the metagame just shook the fuck up. But uh, no, I didn't see that the Dungeons and Dragons thing. But I did see one card that was spoiled, and I feel like I didn't understand. Like we had a conversation previously about the Dungeon Master's Guide, like masterpiece or whatever. Yeah, like the yeah, like the the special artwork and all that. Yeah, when we had that yeah. conversation, I was talking about the like the cards in Modern Horizons two that look like part of them is erased. Oh no, I was talking about the the new card. Yeah, I didn't I see that till today. Gotcha. I got you. Those were interesting, bro. I, I'm not gonna say I like them because I don't, but they are at least very interesting. Okay, I like them. I definitely like them. And there's something nostalgic about them too. Like, yeah, I do were, remember like, those books. I don't know. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's not a it's not a Magic the Gathering thing. But um, but Wizards put out uh, like a like a four or five minute video with Benedict Cumberbatch narrating the Driz- the Drizzt story. Um, no. just, yeah, just it, it's it's worth watching. They're 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 doing some really good stuff with their with their IP. I've heard this name Benedict Cumberbatch like probably at least a hundred times, but I have he's, no idea who that is. He's Doctor Strange. He's mm-hmm. um, uh, Sherlock. He's a British actor. Is there anything non-fantasy that he might have been in? I mean, is Sherlock fantasy? I I don't think it's real. Okay. Okay. Um, I. <laughs> okay. I'm sure that he has been in a ton. Yeah, I'll look it up later. Yeah, yeah. We don't have to waste everybody's time with this. <laughs> but, bro, how uh, 
how's keto going? So uh, keto was going great up until my sister's wedding, and then <laughs> yep. I fell off the wagon a little bit. Oh, no. And now that I'm on now that I'm on school vacation, I was doing like an amazing job with the intermittent fasting because uh, I would just not eat at school, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't eat in the morning, and I go to school, and I wouldn't have food, and it would just be perfect. I'd start eating again at two thirty. Yep. Now I'm on vacation, and like my willpower's gone. I <sighs> haven't really started to gain the weight back yet. I'm still down all of the weight. But I know that my eating is, like, way, way worse than it was before. Yeah, dude. That's the bitch about it when you start going on and off mm-hmm. is there's, like, a one-week lag time. So, like, if you start eating, like, trash, you're still yep. going to be losing weight for a few days. So, like, you, you, like, start to be like, oh, it doesn't even matter what I eat, you know? Yeah, no, I, I absolutely know that it does. I need to get <laughs> back on it, like, ASAP because, I, like, I did – and I'm – I'm still like down so much that I just want to keep it going. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's I like this. My, I don't oh, know. If I you... had my my birthday dinner last night. We went out to a steakhouse. Your birthday? When the fuck was your birthday? Uh, two more days. Two more days. Oh, from, that's what from, I thought. Yeah. I... So we got. Uh, we're old, but we went out. We got like a really nice steak. It was it was a really good dinner. It was nice. Yeah, because I remember your uh, same birthday as my wife. Oh, okay. That's crazy. Yeah. I think we had this conversation before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> so it's confusing, but yeah, bro. So obviously there's been a lot changing in Legacy. There's a bunch of people, like old Legacy friends have been messaging me about Legacy, not necessarily even related to this podcast, just, you know, to talk about the format now. And we haven't podcasted in a couple of weeks, so I feel like this episode should be like a throwback to uh 2019 right like for our listeners it's gonna be like you woke up and it's 2019 we're in a a time machine yeah let's erase all of the mistakes of the past and then just go back to uh the time that modern horizons one fucked everything up (laughs) yeah covid is uh just (laughs) jerry mispronouncing the latest spoiler card (laughs) doesn't mean anything to you (laughs) it's 2019 and uh, we're gonna talk about some challenge data, right? We're gonna we're gonna look at some deck lists. But before we this do is our that, favorite thing to do. Yeah, before before we do that, I wanted to mention real quick a couple things. Um, when we recorded that last episode, the Modern Horizon spoilers, there were a couple cards that hadn't been spoiled yet. The fucking Merc Tide, the the Delve guy. Mm-hmm. Are you aware of this? You know yeah, it's the, out? um, so I, that's the one that, like, kind of relates to, um, Ethereal Forager. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I imagine that, like, they were competing for spots, and, like, there's definitely an interesting conversation to have. It's, I think it's seven. You have to delve one more, but it's, like, it's very, very competitive. And, yes, you're right, it hadn't been spoiled yet. And Prismatic Ending, which I'm not entirely sure it hadn't been spoiled yet, or maybe I just didn't see it because it was an uncommon, but... Yeah, those now, two I don't, cards. I don't remember that being on my radar. No, I I didn't see it, and that's what makes me think it hadn't been spoiled yet. But yeah, it's uh those two cards have, have obviously been everywhere. So even though the episode came out later, I wanted to mention that we hadn't seen those yet. So uh, I don't know, just doing due diligence, I guess. But dude, before we get into the magic talk, I just I have to say this, like. What the fuck is going on with, like the the card variants right now, like the etched foils? Do you do you have any idea what this shit's about? 
So we've like uh, I I got a box of Modern Horizons two, and a collector's pack or two, uh, and so did Matt. And we're actually drafting on Monday. So you haven't opened but, it yet. I haven't opened it yet. But our um, our experience with the etched foiling in the past is that the quote unquote etched foiling is just like a little bit of foiling around the border of a card that looks almost identical to a regular version of a card. Okay. Like so it's kind of like etched, dirty. I don't, I don't know if I would call it dirty, but the etched foiling and like what you would consider like a full foil are like night and day different things. Yeah, like I'm looking at pictures online, like on auctions or TCG or whatever, mm-hmm. and sometimes they look black. Like some, they'll catch the light a certain way, and it'll just be like totally black. The card. Sometimes okay. it'll look like it has pieces of sand all over it. Sometimes it'll look like a, you know, kind of like a, a foil, but not exactly like dirtier. Yeah, maybe maybe that's just the way it photographs. That's not the experience that I've had with the etched foiling. So do you um, like them? But, uh, I mean, like I, I have no preference. They don't tent, so I guess I like them better than the full okay. foils. Um, I, I, it, I usually don't play with foiled cards at all, just because right. I like to have my decks consistent. Foils are more expensive, and I really don't care. Um, but after like buying a couple of collector's packs and like seeing them in there... They look good. I'm just, I'm not ever going to spend the extra money to have those versions of the cards. Gotcha. So I was uh, looking at some cards today because I, I heard that Modern Horizons singles prices had gone down a lot. So yep. I was looking to buy some cards. I wrote like this scraper for TCG Player because I've been trying to buy like a lot of uh, Alpha and Foreign White Border cards recently. Mm-hmm. And uh, they don't get posted why, very often. Why Foreign White Border? Uh, I don't because I'm never going to be able to afford summer is the real answer. So okay, like, okay. Uh, some of these cards that aren't in revised, like, like Pyroblast. Re- no, that's in revised. But like, or, I'm sorry. Hi. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> red Red Blast. I thought you were going to say. Yeah. Um, like Regrowth or Brain Geyser or something. Soul Ring. Yep. The Dual Lands. Like they they just look cool. They look kind of cool in like that fourth edition frame. So okay. I just wanted I wanted to have them, and I'm not going to be able to afford summer ever because they're just not even available anymore. So yeah, I I've just been trying to put a set together. So is there like a like a new casual format that's whiteboarded only? Uh, there are talks. There there are talks of such format, but okay, that's neither here nor there. Don't okay. worry about that. Okay, don't pay no attention. So um. Yeah, I've been just trying to buy those cards, but they get posted so rarely. It's like I have to open up 80 different windows a day to see if anything got posted. So I wrote, like, this little scraper. And I've been watching the prices of, like, the new cards, too. But, dude, there's, like, there's... It's so frustrating because TCG broke it out so that, like, if you search a certain card name... Like, if you search Modern Horizons 2, the Modern Horizons 1 cards that are in the retro frame aren't there anymore. Okay. This is a stupid thing, but it, it ruined my, my whole scraping experience. And there's some cards that just aren't non-foil. Do you know that? Are you, like, woke on this issue yet? I am. I know I know that there was, like, a pretty big issue with uh, whatever whatever the commander card was that people were playing that judges had to proxy because they did oh, it yeah. so bad way back in the day. Um, but, uh, but, yeah. No, I just mean, like, in the, in the old border format. Like like giver of runes and plague engineer, like I was, 
all excited to buy the old border, but there's no non-foil old border to buy. Yeah, I got you. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, I'm here. Like, oh. it's I, I, I did not understand that, no. Yeah, dude. So, what the fuck, right? But the, the cards that I do want from this set, they're not reprinted in the retro frames. Like, I, I, when I was looking at the set, it seemed like a lot of the cards were reprinted with the retro frames. Yeah, but like, there's only a limited number. Yeah, bro, and, like, all the ones that I want aren't there. So it's like I'm going to buy them in the this frame and then buy them in the other frame when they come out. So it sucks, but whatever. Well, that's why Wizards is making so much money, right? Yeah, but, yeah, bro, are you – this is the big question for September for the Legacy Pit Tournament. Are you going to spend $300 on <laughs> on – crap looking ragavans oh i mean like i don't know how many i'm playing but yes i will absolutely buy uh any competitive card that i want to play in that tournament okay like um one of my like one of the people who i play the other game with posted their box opening <laughs> and uh they ended up getting like uh, a foil like straight up foil beautiful ragavan uh with the old frame and it was it was amazing they also got a foil force negation and uh, and a couple old bordered fetchlands. Like that box is pretty nice. Wow. Yep. I don't know how much they paid for it, but it was a, one of the collectors boxes that came with twelve packs or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I heard they were like four hundred. I don't know. I want to say that's about right. I yeah. I haven't bought any any boxes or anything. I was just gonna buy singles, but yeah, dude. The, the when I saw that Savannah Lions was seventy dollars, I couldn't fucking believe it. I mean that card's nuts. We talked about it. Yeah, like I no, think we, course, we kind but... of knew that potentially that card like could change a lot of things, just because of like what what you can do in a tempo shell if you play that on turn one and back it up. Like you're getting a free mana a turn. You're getting look at like your opponent's cantrips that you can just cast. Mm -hmm. The card's insane. Like people talk about you know which formats drive demand or whatever. That's a fucking seventy dollar card. You know what I mean? So yeah, what is no what is like like legacy players spend money, obviously like that's not a commander card. No. So yes, I under I I one hundred percent understand that legacy is driving that price. Yeah. So go go fuck yourself, all the kitchen table commander people. Well, I mean they, in reality they they, they drive the price of more cards higher. Um, they drive. But we the, got we got yeah. our one. We got yeah. our one. <laughs> yeah, bro. So. Yeah, that's uh, that's about it before we get into the actual results. Unless you got something. Nope. No, I'm I'm staying busy trying to schedule 120 people that are all. Yeah, well, I don't need to talk about that. That's not this podcast. What are you? Oh, you're talking about raiding. Yeah, I'm doing like, I since I'm on vacation now, we had our like HR person and scheduler like get super burnt out, so I took over those duties and trying to schedule uh like 120 people for two different things with matching schedules and trying to trying to coordinate everything is getting kind of kind of crazy gotcha i thought you were talking about real life for a second no not at all i'm on vacation from real life it's great nice i got to uh i got to do a bunch of yard work today hung out hung out with my kid uh we're having water gun fights he's he's getting to be like the fun age it's awesome nice yeah very cool well we uh we had two challenges this past weekend and obviously we missed a couple challenges but i feel like 
picking up here is a good place to start because there's been a lot of jostling, you know. Mm-hmm. And honestly, looking at these challenges, dude. So first of all, the the Sunday challenge, or I'm sorry, I got that backwards. The Saturday challenge went off with like 64 people, like the, the literal minimum number of people to fire. Yep. And there, a lot of the decks in the deck dump are three threes, like you know, twenty, like twelve of them or something, or are people who went three three. Yeah, well, I mean, that makes sense, given that you have, like, the minimum number of entries people are going to prize with. Yeah. That's how it works, yeah. And the other one had, like, 93 players or so. But uh, basically, I think that both of them are just people trying new cards, right? Like, we've talked about this ad nauseum at this point. We don't really need to explain this, but people just want to try new shit, right? Like, there's, there's no reason to be spiking these challenges, so. Well, I mean, like... Gamer gamers are gonna game. There, like, there are reasons to spike it, but most people want to play to have fun. Right. I mean, not they're not gonna just register total trash, but you know, they'll try new cards in these events. Is what I'm trying to say. So, there's definitely a bias towards trying new cards in this event. Mm-hmm. But that said, the impact that this set has had is you know, pretty big, pretty pretty huge. I'd say. So I, I mean, yeah, the cards are all over the place for sure. Yeah, and the if you take a look at like some of the decks that perform better, uh, you can see that they like matched up against the newer cards in in like a better manner. Like they had more answers to Ragavan and things like that. Yeah, well, that's a huge one, right? And I was talking to to our buddy Marcus about that like last week, just like the need to have you know the, the turn one answers because he was thought, he played four Prismatic Ending, he played like a blue white. Uh, what the fuck is it called? Uh, Squadron Hawk, Stoneblade deck. Oh jeez. Yeah, he played four Squadron Hawks to power out Solitude. He he's like they pitched to Solitude. It's like all right. <laughs> he's like I can't believe you didn't mention that in your set review. I mean that's actually like a really good point. Okay, good. You but, think so? But yeah, I it mean that's the, that's the best use of Squadron Hawk for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah and but he played four prismatic ending as well which i thought was a bold statement because i thought of that card as like a one maybe a two of like i, I was excited how many swords to plowshares four so four swords four of the white pitch and four of that yeah okay no 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 no. i don't know if he had four of the white pitch i'm sorry I, okay i don't think he had four of those okay but he was playing squadron hawk specifically with that so that's why i figured like gotcha. you don't play squadron hawk unless you're playing multiples of those like he definitely had but... multiples but i don't think he had four okay that's still that's a ton of answers yeah bro but like he was just like you know you need to answer these turn one plays and he's right you know like you do and his point was that prismatic ending trades even on mana with most things in the format right when it does uh... you know I mean, it's one plus, right? Well, for a Ragavan, it, it's one. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 because it includes the white and the casting cost. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, and yep. for a Chalice, it's two, and yep. you know, like it, it trades, you know, pretty close to to even up for most things that you care about. So. I, it's even it is better than I thought it was, and you can see that in the numbers. There's a lot of people playing two or three of them in this tournament, you know. Yeah, I think when I originally 
saw the card, I I read the X as like the mana cost of the card instead of the colors of mana. And obviously, like it's way better. You just subtract one from the casting cost, and you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, or like Aether Vial. He mentioned, um, you know, it, it deals with that for one. Mm-hmm. There, there's like a lot of, you know, a lot of shit. Thalia it deals with that for two, but I think um, it's a, it's a better card than I thought it was. I thought it was going to replace the one of Council's Judgment that I was playing in um, in Dead Guy, but yep. I think it's just well. I mean, the Council the Council's Judgment is really there for like I don't know four four mana Planeswalkers, and I don't know I don't know how often that card is going to get up to removing like expensive hate like permanents you need to get rid of it does a very good job of answering like early game plays which i think that's one of the reasons why it's doing so well right now right no that's absolutely true but it's just flexible you know so i'm a big fan of the card but in the in the first challenge the winner was kihara works with snow miracles you know bant snow miracles i guess you call it uh there's no blast in the sideboard right yeah bant snow miracles so ice fan coaddle we talked about this episode 128 was the episode that we had i went back and listened where oko and astrolabe and dread Arcanist got banned mm-hmm. and one of the, our questions was you know will ice fan coaddle is it good enough to show up and generally our feelings at the time were you know, it's gonna be too. It's gonna be too hard to turn it on without Astrolabe. But uh, my my counter argument was that I really wanted to keep mana up in this format, mm-hmm. the, what I thought this format would be. So it wouldn't shock me. But it, it's showing up still to a, to a higher degree than I thought for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, like the color, the with with those cards going, the real the real question is like how how much Bant is gonna see play how much bug is going to see play and whether or not they want that card rather than like whether or not the card is good obviously we know it's good but are those decks going to stay around without oko and astrolabe like that i think that was more of like the big question back then right true but that too it's you like it is still a really good card but a big part of that though is where i was going is endurance because if you look you, at this deck the, the only green cards are one sylvan library and three yep. euros and then two endurance aside from the quaddle. Yeah, but okay. Now maybe maybe I just need to like watch like watch the games with how this deck played out. Like I don't know if that's like a big part. It's just like filling the graveyard hate part of the sideboard. I don't know whether or not that's like the big. Like it's big in the thing. main deck too, though. Oh, I just saw that there were two copies in the sideboard. Oh, there's two copies main, two side. Yeah. Okay. All right, I, I still would want to see the games to see how it played out and everything, but I mean that's a big that's a big statement to have. You could watch, yeah, you could watch any of the nine games that they won because they went six zero and then three zero the uh, top eight, mm-hmm. so should be plenty of uh, plenty of evidence for endurance. Yeah, but I think I just love the card, bro. Like I I've wanted a three mana green flash card for a long time, and fucking with the graveyard, bro, with with that Merc Tide fucker. Yeah, it just seems so good, right? Like, to be able to fuck with the graveyard. Like, I feel like incidental graveyard fucking is an all-time high. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it has to be, right? 
So I'm, I'm a huge fan of this list. I wanted to play Dead Guy at the event in September, but mm-hmm. this is really twisting my nipples. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I love, like, I, it's, it's, other than the prismatic endings and the legit straight up portents, which I still think that's got to be like a misprint. I've always loved portent. No, but like, that's got to be a, that can't be right, right? Why? Like, why not preordain? No, dude, portent, portent is ponder, but you don't draw till their turn. But if you're playing terminus, if you're playing terminus, uh, that can okay. work to your benefit. You're right. Maybe that. So I like when I saw this, I was like, "Why not preordain?" But you're right. It's a terminus deck, and there are very good options for why that would be better. Yeah, okay. I mean, honestly, like I I think that the prevailing wisdom is probably on your side, but I've always been on the portent side of this equation, and mm-hmm. like the really good miracles players are, have mostly been on the preordain camp. So you're not wrong, but I do love to see portent when people do play it. Yep. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm all about this deck, except maybe the Endurance. The Prismatic <laughs> Endings, like, obviously obviously they fit. Um, but I would have to play more for that to be something that I would really want to do. Yeah. I think it's more of, like, the people want to play with new cards. And that card, when it comes unexpectedly, is way better than when people know it's in your deck list, right? Endurance? Yeah. Yeah. So... So prismatic ending, it's funny because how long, since episode one, really, we've been talking about, you know, other colors need something comparable to Abrupt Decay, right? I feel like this is it. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, you have to play multiple color combinations. It's a single, single colored mana to cast, even though, like, you take a look at the actual, like, the play value of it. And it is a multicolored spell if you want to do right. It's a multicolored it. spell, and it's in white. I feel like this is actually an extremely elegant solution to that problem. Yeah, even though the card reads like a pile of garbage. Yep. I this mean, is, it's it it is way better than my initial evaluation for sure. As much as I loved Force of Negation from Modern Horizons One, and I feel like it's it's been great for the format to have it. Mm-hmm. I feel like Prismatic Ending is probably that card from Modern Horizons Two. Okay, it could be, and I'm glad it's an uncommon rather than like a, I don't know, for sure. a rare or mythic rare or something crazy like that. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, overall, big fan of this deck. You know, it's it's what you'd expect other than the cards that we've already discussed. You know, just snow miracles. And I guess, uh, yeah, unless you have anything else to say about it. No, did you see, and I'm sure that we're going to talk about it probably after a deck or two. But the um, uh, the blue white bomberman shell with the Esper dude you were talking a lot about. Yeah, dude. So this is second place, Alex West. Oh, that was second. Yeah. Oh, maybe second. I was looking at the like the actual Swiss standings. I thought it was like sixth or something like that. Oh, dude, Minnow, I'm looking at the Swiss standings. I think. My fault. So yeah, that's yeah. The well, I looked at the top eight and I was like, that's the deck. That no wait, uh maybe it did come in second. All right, no, I see it. It probably came in second. I think you're probably right. <laughs> I, I think I just misread it when I uh, when I looked at the deck list. But that was the one where I was like, "Wow!" Like that. We talked a lot about whether or not that card, um, whether or not Esper Sentinel was like gonna see play, and it's just a straight up four of here. Yeah, but this is not the deck that I thought. This is with Urza Saga to get it. 
but this, you know, I was thinking about death and taxes at the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is uh, this is not what I had in mind at all, but this does make perfect sense, right? This Absolutely. is like a, a like a, yeah a blue white <laughs> version of that. And the fact that it's an artifact as well, there's like more than Ur- just Urza Saga synergy here. Exactly, yeah. So this is uh, like a blue white. What, what do you call this? Like a Bob. Okay, maybe it's not Bomberman. Uh, Urza, Urza Emery. Like yeah. It seems like it, it should be some sort of Bomberman deck, but it doesn't have Bomberman. There's no Bomberman, and there's no Karn, yeah. so, like, I don't know what to call it exactly. It's 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 just blue-white Urza. Yeah. Urza artifact shit. It's not like any any of the names that you'd usually give this deck don't actually fit it, so. Yep. But it's Mox Opal, Chalices, and we've got the Urzas, for Urza Saga, and the package on Urza Saga are... Uh, Mox Opals, which can you actually play Mox Opal? I mean, I know you can play it, but does it actually function? I don't know how. Uh... Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Mox Diamond. You're thinking of Chrome Mox? Yeah, Chrome Mox rather. So I think Mox Diamond works because it's an enter the yes. battlefield. You pitch yeah. the land. I think Chrome Mox does not work. Right. And Retrofitter Foundry, which we're seeing a lot of now with There's a Saga, is like a. A toolbox card, which I, I didn't think of at all. Yep. Mishra's Bauble, which makes a lot of sense. Yep. Uh, Chalice, technically, could could play. And Esper Sentinel. It's really cool. The point that you made, though, you, when you called this Bomberman, and obviously it's not, but being able to entomb a Walking Ballista where there's a Saga does seem pretty good for Bomberman, which is something we didn't talk about in the in the set review but something i've seen since then oh yeah absolutely you know obviously it's just gonna die but that's that's fine if you're gonna <laughs> be able to recur it yep so yeah this was a a cool deck i wonder how esper sentinel played obviously to go 6-0 through the swiss it must have been decent you know yeah and like the fact that the result was good is going to skew that the card ended up being like good, you know, and it doesn't necessarily mean the card is going to end up being good at all, like great at all, um, because I'm sure that like somebody played it and didn't do well. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to skip the epic storm deck that also six would the Swiss because there's just too much in there. We're gonna we we're we're already like over half an hour into this episode, and I, I mean I, I don't so I've never felt like we have had like epic storm blood in our veins you know what i'm saying like we are not the people to analyze like a ruby medallion storm deck well what about storytelling though you have a little bit of storytelling in your veins right maybe a little bit so four copies of bergy god of storytelling do you feel comfortable yeah i don't know that? if i'm a god though <laughs> like there's like a little bit like i tell some stories yeah um but obviously like it's got it's got an insane ability and it's a creature and if you like think about i don't know like the the hard balance that you have to make playing against a deck like the epic storm like with leaving in your swords to plowshares for like xanton swarm or some garbage like that now imagine that you're put to that level where like you you need to keep in your removal to answer this like super mana engine right hey it's yeah there's some interesting counterplay it is kind of weird that they labeled this deck the Epic Storm, though, right? Because it's it's not really. 
No, it's like it's Ruby Storm. Yeah, it's 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 Ruby Storm basically. But yeah, Bergy got a storytelling man. I I never ever in a million years would have looked at this card and thought it was playable. But yeah, I mean, if somebody if mana, somebody was like, write up write up how you would break every card in this set and write three paragraphs about how this card could be broken you'd be like okay well you play it with a bunch of rituals like you know what i'm saying but you nobody ever looking at that card would be would be thinking that that would be broken right so yeah it's crazy we, we can talk about this deck some other day but this uh there, there's too much that i there's there's too much else right <laughs> So, from this event, I'm trying to to remember which other decks I pulled from from this event. I think, um, I I just like looking at the blue red Delver list, realizing that like the two cards that I saw that I thought were going to end up being like the cards that saw play are in there with Ragged oh, yeah, and, yeah. and Murktide Regent. Like, so Storm Guy is me. W- wait, with with. Ragavan. Oh yeah, there's no so yeah. this deck, the deck that top aided this challenge, Storm Guy is me, has no Dragon Rage channelers. Right, right, but okay, yeah, I did say that I thought those were gonna be in there. But the there's the big Del Flyer and there's Ragavan. The fact yeah, that yeah, Del Flyer sure, like all the other ones had Dragon Rage channelers, so that I thought this was pretty unique. Yeah, well it's got true name, like it's a little bit bigger. Um which I never I never hate. But um yeah, but those cards are there. Yeah, so four Delvers, four Ragavans, one Borrower, two True Name, three Murktide Region. And three Expressive Iteration, I guess, is the other card worth mentioning. Two Forked Bolts as well. Yeah, I mean, we talked about the Expressive Iteration a lot before. I bought my like Japanese playset when yeah. that card got spoiled. And I'm excited uh, about how it played when, um, when I did get to play a little MTGO with it. Yeah, for sure. So you like this list? I do. I mean, I I think that I would want to cut down on the mana cost. I think having borrower double true name, I might I might end up wanting to cut those down to be a little bit more slim. Uh, but I like the two fork bolt. I think that's like we talked about how um, how answering turn one plays is super important right now. Yeah. And with with like a two one and Delver in the format that like are very good. Um, Having having fork bolt seems great. Yeah, I really like it. it and if your opponent goes like, like for because you could just play chain lightning, right? But I, I do like fork bolt right now because let's say your opponent goes like um, Esper Sentinel Thalia, right? You can yeah they'll draw a card off it, but you can cleanly answer that and, and be even on cards with fork bolt, right? Like the. The the upside of like hitting Ragavan with a fork bolt rather than a chain lightning is you get to do one to their face, right? Which yeah, but it's the fact that you have it there and right. you, you have the flexibility to answer like multiple targets and I, I I really think that's great. I really like fork bolt too, yeah. And because it has more utility, like it has the turn two utility, the turn three utility, whatever. So yeah, I'm a big fan of the fork bolt part. I'm not a big fan of not playing Dragon Rage Channeler. I just really I don't know. I really like that card. I'm really impressed with it so far. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I was I was on that from the start, uh, and I still haven't got a chance to play with it. So I'm not sure whether or not I was right or not. But 
we'll we'll see we'll see what the results say as the the format develops yeah for sure so going over to the other challenge now um arcan won this challenge with one of the craziest decks i've seen in challenge history well yeah i mean like his decks are always crazy right is it crazier than his other stuff i think so have you seen this deck bro i'm gonna look at it right now so the creature suite uh there are five it's just guy there are five one drop there are five one drop creatures four ragavans and a phyrexian dreadnought (laughs) Yeah, and then there's also like a, there's also a true name and two Merktide regions. So five ones, a three, and two sevens Nines or whatever sevens, yeah. yeah. So that's the creature suite. Then four ponders, four brainstorm, four days, force negation, four force of will, four stifle, four plow, two bolt. So you're talking about basically uh, blue white red Delver, right? Yeah, with Without no Delvers. Delver. Then there's also one standstill, and then one Soul Guide Lantern and one Retrofitter Foundry for a Urza Saga package. One standstill. So you're playing four Urza Saga, which I never thought about, but is obviously great in a standstill deck, with one standstill. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't know about it. And it's Stifle Knot with... One, one dreadnought. Dreadnought. Yeah, I mean, like the there is a saga kind of takes, uh, makes that multiples. Like you play one, but really you have access to way more. Um, the one standstill though, I'm I'm just not I'm not sold on. Uh, but the fact that like a deck like this is foregoing a threat like Delver just to play like Murktide Regent, or that they had the option of playing Delver and now they're playing Ragavan instead, just like speaks to the power of Ragavan. And how powerful this uh, this seven drop delve is. Yeah, and when I first saw this list, I was in love with it because I was thinking that dash didn't crack standstill, but it does. Oh yeah, I, w- I would assume it does. It does, yeah, for sure. So uh, at first I was like, oh my god, but then I realized there was only one standstill, and dash didn't does crack standstill. Mm-hmm. So now I'm I'm just sort of like, okay. This is this is cool. This is uh what uh novel, right? This is this is a little bit like the first Different. time you do acid. I would I would never I would never be able to sit down and play a deck like this in a tournament. Right, I need something sure. more more straightforward and like streamlined. And I'm sure that like this deck has a very streamlined removal package, but it's just too it's too out there for me. You've you know like the uh the David, the statue, right? Like this, this is sort of like a a big chunk of rock, roughly the size of David, right? Just n- but, not refined at all. Yeah. No, I I would say that like this has to have refinement for a deck like this to perform well. Like th- it has to be more David than just like a like a straight brick. Oh no no no! It, it's roughly the shape of David. It's just not like smoothed out, right? Okay. Okay. It's not like just a rock. By any, you know, by any means. I gotcha. Yeah, no, there's a, a lot that I love about this deck, obviously. There's a lot of cool ideas in here. But I think, ultimately, what's great about it is just that it's a really good blue-red Delver deck, right? But there's no Delver. We can't call it Delver. Like, blue-red Tempo? I don't even know if this is Tempo. It's no, but tempo. I mean, there's a blue... Like, blue-red Delver is very good right now. 
Yes. And this is Blue Red Delver with plows. Do you know what I mean? Like it's Stifles and plows. And Doomsday is obviously a good deck right now. Stifles a good card right now. So. Okay. Yes, it is a very good Stifle deck. Yeah, it seems to me like a very good Blue Red Delver deck. That's just not Blue Red Delver, right? This is like sitting on that. Okay. I understand what you're saying. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe this is just a fluke. You know, I can't read too much into this one challenge, but it's pretty wild, bro. Like just to see a deck like this is uh, not something you see. T- we see too often, right? Like how I can count probably on one hand the number of decks that have won a challenge like this since we started this podcast. Yeah, no, uh, it is. It is 100% novel, like you had like you had said earlier. We'll see what happens if more people pick up a shell like this. Um, it'd be really interesting to take a look at. I definitely didn't think about Dreadnought when I saw Urza Saga, so that's something I totally missed. I didn't think about Standstill when I saw Urza Saga either. So, really, you know, props for bringing both of those to light. Yep. Uh, second and third were Doomsday. We just talked about how good that is. Third or fourth is actually Bomberman. Yep. With Carnes and Ranger of Eos, a lot of things you'd expect, except for is a saga is part of this deck. And the normal deck, I'm trying to figure out if it's tweaked at all for Saga. I don't think so. In terms of like the composition of the deck. It's not no, I mean it, like the the saga package just already fit perfectly right. into that shell. Yeah. So maybe there's there's like a one or a two of, but I don't see it. Like I'm going through no, and I, I don't, don't see anything that would have been different. Because it's tough because it's like they play Gyruda in the sideboard, so as like the companion, so you can't play ones. So like what's the zero I guess Tormod's crypt? There could be a Tormod's crypt in the sideboard, maybe. That's it. Yeah, I mean, like that could be that could be something that they might have played anyway. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand. So fifth place, uh, Medvedev. This is going to be a proxy for all the red decks. We see them in both challenges, up and down. Uh, I am gonna pat myself on the back for a minute because when we're talking about this format. I thought red, you know, with Astralia believing the red decks, the the Blood Moon decks would mm-hmm. be in a strong position, and well, I they said got, they got some great new tools. Yeah, I, I I never thought about any of these new card printings as like in in the the sort of uh, frame of reference that like Zach would look at them in, um, <laughs> but there's some there's some really cool stuff. Yeah, like, I don't think I ever picked Fireflux Squad as a no as like a card that would get played here but the reason it is right is because of all the rabble masters like this this build is the one that i've always been partial to which is like the max rabble master build yep not not the chandra not the fucking around you know no dragons or anything silly this is all business this is this is four rabble master four war boss and three garrison so 11 rabble masters really and then four fireflux squad now this is the type of deck that I would want to play if I was going into like a format cold. I don't know. Maybe maybe not. Maybe not. But I feel like I feel like this deck is uh Yeah, just all about getting there. Yeah, this this is I this is the version of the deck I fear the most for sure. What do you this think about three Titus. Blood Moon? Like it 
I don't know. If I'm starting to build a shell like this, I'm like I'm automatically starting with four. Do you think it's that's that's like a valid call right now? I think it's the London Mulligan. Honestly, I think that people are actually maybe they're learning from what's going on in arena or something. You know, I don't know who made this call, who who figured this all out. But you know, we talked about this when Tom Hep was on. Like mulling to six when you see seven now your chances of seeing these cards that you need to see is so much higher, and especially if you're going to go to five. Mm -hmm. Like, your chances of seeing a two of, what Tom was saying, are over 50%. So if you have six of something, like, you're going to have it, right? Yeah, that's true. So it it does surprise me. I'm not going to lie. It, It does surprise me, and especially to see three Magus. Because I would almost rather have Magus than Blood Moon, but this is uh, this is where we're at. Three Magus, three Blood Moon. Yep. I mean, I I like it. I never saw a Fireflux squad coming, and the rest of the shell is just like card for card what what it was before. Um, obviously, there's um there's Shatter Skull smashing, which you brought up a while ago when it got spoiled, uh, and it's definitely found its home in all of these shells. Yeah, that it's a four of man. I I yep. figured it would be in these shells, but I I didn't know if it would be four of. It seems like it's just yeah. penciled in. Like you you yeah. put your soul lands in there, you put those in, and then you build the rest. The question was really how many games do they lose because they need three life, and I guess the answer is not many, right? Yeah, not when you're on that game plan. You have to be a certain kind of person to play this deck, and I, they don't care about three life. That's the kind of person. Yep. So, sixth place, we've got uh, a Maverick deck, a, a, a depth deck, really. Uh, Green-white depth deck, that's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. With three prismatic endings, bro. Yeah, it's just, uh, they're playing that instead of Abrupt Decay, too, which is, it just speaks a lot for the card. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. This is basically what I was talking about before with it taking the place of Abrupt Decay. I didn't think about this deck, but you're absolutely right. This uh, lets you play green white without having to give up a Ruptica. That's awesome. And one copy of Urza Saga in this deck is actually really surprising, but it makes sense because the the package is only you know one pithing needle and the the crypt in the sideboard and yeah in the sideboard. That's that's really pretty cool actually. It's like free though, right? Like it's it's a it's a one of land that you have the ability to tutor for to get the other cards. Yep. So it's not like this isn't an Urza Saga deck. It just it's playing one Urza Saga and you go get a little bit more flexibility because of it. Yep. So yeah, that's fine. Dude, do you remember last episode when we were saying why would you play Yavamaya Cradle of Growth? Like wh- why would you need your lands to be forests? Yep. And with all the Knights of Reliquary that both of us have cast, neither one of us fucking absolute morons mentioned neither Reliquary. No, because like you are, you always had enough, right? Yeah. Hey, unless you're looking at your Tundra and you're like, oh man, I really want to sacrifice this. Yeah, well, no, there's, there's yeah. three of them in this deck, so yep. I guess we found the spot. Yep. So I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, I was always bad. I was attacking with my Knights... Like, they get, they get wastelands, and then I'd be like, okay, it's time to beat down. Like, I'm not yeah. going to get any value out of getting a fetch land. Let me just attack. <laughs> and in eighth place, so eighth place is going to be a proxy for all the, what I'll call stock blue-red Delver decks. Yep. 
So this is within a card. This is basically what we're seeing for everybody, which is four Delvers, four Channelers, four Ragavan, three Region. This is kind of what I was imagining when I talked about Dragon's Ridge Channeler when we did our when we did our spoiler review last episode. Like right. this is what I imagined. Uh, this is like the playing out of what I thought when I saw that card, which is kind of cool that everybody or a lot of people in our group chat were like, "You think that card's like playable? That card's not good," and I. I saw. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I, I felt like uh, it was the closest thing to Delver. I, th- I think I said this in the episode, I don't know, but it's the closest you, you thing to Delver did. that we've seen so far, right? And I I think that actually that title probably belongs to Ragavan, right? Yeah, Rag- like as soon as we talked about this card, then we started to talk about Ragavan and that card. Oh, man, that card. Yeah. No, I was... I was Excited for Ragavan. I was more excited for Channeler, so I, I think I missed in that regard. But um, this deck, it, it looks so tight. The only thing I don't like, I, I'm not as big a fan of Expressive Iteration as you are. But Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, like, I've only got to play it a little bit. I'm a really big fan. Like, obviously, I like the one-drop cantrips more, and this is foregoing um, preordained to play Expressive Iteration. Uh, but the, the fact that, like, you... It's a two for one, in a deck that doesn't have a lot of two for ones, is um, is just really good. It's basically div. It's it's pretty close to divination though, right? No, because it's, it's way. Uh... It's draw. It's look at the top three. I know it's better than divination. In, in, okay. You know, okay. Play. Good. I'm glad that you're admitting that. So what you do is, you know, you look at the top three. You put one in your hand. Put one on the bottom, and exile one that you have to play this turn. So it can hit your third land, you know, you just have to have a land in the top three. It can hit your third land and a spell to cast with that third land. So that's why it's better than Divination is those two scenarios I just laid out. But other than that, it's sort of like Divination with an extra rummage, right? Or an extra uh, looting, I guess. I mean, the fact that it's like uh, a Divination Explore... uh, if you if you don't have your third land drop, like it's just it's so much better. It's better. No, it's definitely better. But like, what was that card called? The fucking um. The the one from. Oh God, why am I blanking on this? The one where if you attacked with a creature, it only cost two to cast, and it was divination. <sighs> you know what I'm talking about, though. I'm sure I do, but I can't. I can't remember the name. Like of it. Callum played it. Some other people played it. it okay. It's uh. A card that saw play with like Pyromancer and these sort of shells for a while. Oh yeah, it was one in a blue chart. Yeah. The co- chart, chart the course. The, there is that. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But you know, basically, when I saw this card, I didn't think it was, you know, necessarily any better than that. And I, I do like it, but as a four of, it just seems like god damn, you could get flooded on this card easily. I mean, yeah, having having multiples would be rough, but again. If you have multiples, you're probably short land. Given your land count, you fired off on on like whatever turn, um, and it's it does a lot of things. Yeah, no, it's definitely a good card. That I would just I know that if I were to play this deck, I would immediately cut one and probably two of them. Okay, yeah, like two, and then put in two more priorities or something like that. Like, yeah, I, like I, I could I could get behind that. Like four isn't the number. A preordain and a chain lightning is what I was thinking. Uh, okay. 
But yeah, basically what you were saying. Yeah. Okay. So that's all. Is it, it does seem though like for expressive iteration is is the you know what everybody's doing. So I could just be very wrong about that. And you know, well, wait. it's one of the only ways that this deck can get ahead on cards. True. And that's that's like a huge a huge, I don't want to say like uh, weak point of the blue red deck, that uh, if you get to a, a point where like you stall. And you start to get behind our cards, like you're you're cooked. That's it. There's no way to claw back into it. Like your threats aren't good enough, and you don't you don't have any way to like gain any advantage in this card. Changes a little bit of that. Actually, Murktide Regent and Ragavan change that as well. Yeah, yeah, that's what um, I was gonna say. It, but well, you, but but you don't yeah. have Forager, so you don't have Dreadhorde Arcanist anymore, and you don't have Forager because you have Regent. Right. But you do have Ragavan, right? So yep. it's kind of like you're you are on a lesser number of, of ways to get ahead. Well, especially because so Regent being like such, such a good threat. Yeah. Allows that card to just actually like dominate the board to where, to where you can come back from that. Like that's, that's a bomb enough threat to where it can just win you the game. And by the way, I, I just have to say, I fucking hate Merktide region. Like I, I, I sincerely... Cause it's too good. Cause you look yeah. at it and you're like, how do they ever print this card? It's like a, like a two mana five five flyer. Well, no, because a huge part of of what was causing people to play these colors to reach colors and legacy for a long time has been delve creatures, has been Gurmag Angler and Hooting Mandrills, right? Okay, yeah. And, and now you just don't have to deviate from your colors anymore. Right. So when you got a <laughs> ethereal forager, I was well, like, forager forager had like a three toughness, and that was like a pretty big drawback about exactly. it. Exactly. Like now you're like, okay, it's boltproof and it's blue and it, it costs two when you delve it it's just like it's it it's like an inexperienced it's like you or i designed like a perfect blue card exactly bro it fucking exactly nobody would ever let get printed we're like you know what if i was gonna like design an invitational card i wanted to be like a two mana delve big fat flyer that couldn't be bolted and everybody would be like, no, 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 it can't be blue. It can't be delve. It can't, like, not die to bolt. And everybody would be like, no, you like you can't print that card. Like and When I started playing Legacy, Tombstalker was, like, a good card. You know, Tombstalker was a real card. And now what What the fuck is Tombstalker? Like, why would anyone ever play Tombstalker when this card exists? That's you, true. You, you wouldn't. Why yep. would you play Gurmag Angler? Why would you play any? Because you got to play blue. You're playing Legacy, so... That's what I don't like about this card. I don't like blue having this big butt delve card. Okay, I understand that. Like, like basically strictly looking at cards through, like, a blue filter, I love it. But I understand why you don't. Yeah, and I, it's just, like, I understand that delve is has always been a bug thing and is in the bug shards or whatever, the bug three-color triome. I don't know what to call it. But... It's like I don't know. I feel like an important part of the balance of the format was that your your big delve creature didn't come from blue. And so, yeah, but I mean, like, didn't didn't region. they learn their lesson about how delve is like a broken mechanic and like there's certain things they probably shouldn't print. I guess they were like delve creatures are fine, but <sighs> now they funny. now they printed like arguably the best delve creature in the best color. It's it's very annoying. Yeah. All right, so I'm just not a fan at all. I'm Actually, certainly would, going would to Angler, buy this card. Would Angler be better if it was blue? Like, would Angler be better than this card if Angler was blue? Uh, I think that you would see less Merktide regions because 
like maybe you'd see two Merktide regions alongside like two to three anglers. Yeah, just for the mana cost. Maybe, yeah. I'm not even positive about that though. That's I'm interesting not... thought experiment. I'm not yeah. sure either. Yeah, I kind of jumped on that, but I need to think a little bit more. I, I don't even think so because this card just swallows anglers. You know what I mean? That's so, that's true. So fucking good. But like, <laughs> when you have one of these, you want more delve creatures because you want to be exiling more cards from a graveyard. So, mm -hmm. or not? You don't want more delve creatures. You want to be. Uh, you want to have more creatures to be able to exile. Wait, well, does... Whenever an instant again. or sorcery card leaves your graveyard, put a plus one, plus one counter on it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Forget it. Yep, you're absolutely right. So, it's a funny tension, right? Because typically, you you didn't want to draw two delve creatures, right? Because you, you only had the mana to get one out very early, right? Yep. So, like, drawing your second Gurmag in, in Grixis Delver on turn two, you're like, ugh. But with this card, it's like the second one is going to turn your first one into a 10-10 or whatever, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't think that matters as much. Like, that first ability clause is just, like, the jam that, that you want to have. Yeah. It, uh, it's fucking crazy, bro. <laughs> it absolutely is. I hate this card so much, but I'm definitely going to play it. What do you think about dungeons? Yeah, okay, maybe we talk about that next episode because you haven't seen the mechanic. But there's like a new card type with a new ability that goes in your command zone and it looks super fun to play but i'm very glad that none of the cards that are printed seem like they're aggressively costed enough for legacy wait it goes in your command zone what the fuck okay is that? so there's a new card type called dungeon uh -huh. and there are some cards with a keyword trigger that's like delve into the dungeon or like enter the dungeon and you put this card in your command zone and it acts like a saga where you move from room to room on the card and you get a new trigger each time you move into a different room of the dungeon. So the card kind of looks like a saga, but it's a map where you move a counter through the dungeon to the end. And every time you move into another room, you get a trigger. They look, okay, I, maybe I'm being like super casual here, but they look really cool. That makes me want to kill myself. Oh, come on. That is worse than contraptions. Okay. Uh, all right. I looked at it, and I was like, I really like that. I mean, I, I loved playing dungeon crawlers when I was a kid, you know? Yeah, like, um, so imagine, imagine there are cards with abilities that allow you, that do something, but then allow you to, like, move into a different room on a checklist card and get a trigger. It's kind of like that. I mean, I I hate that the the cards even have names. You know what I mean? Like, I just wish they had, like, mana cost, power toughness, and, like, lions so that all lions could get plus one, plus one, or whatever. Or you just want, like, a white picture. You don't want artwork. Yeah. Like, well, I like do... Times New Roman, 12 black text. And, I understand uh... the function of the artwork, like, making the cards recognizable and everything. Like, I do appreciate the artwork. And when they're aesthetically pleasing, like in the old frames, like, you know, you can have good art, right? In theory. But, God, I, I hate everything lore. <laughs> like, everything. I, I, I like how like, they're they're cross-promoting their brands. Like, all of all of those dungeon cards are, like, our names of, um, like, D&D &D campaigns. So are you looking forward to, to 
I'm going to put my Glen into the dungeon and, and travel to the second room and push up your glasses with your walking dead guys. I think that'd be cool. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, with my 11, or whatever the girl's name is from, uh... Is it 11? Oh, Stranger Things? Yeah, there's a new Stranger... They're doing a Stranger Things cross-promotion. No. They announced it, yeah. Oh, my God, that's fucking awful. <laughs> oh, it's a kid's game now. We're old. Dude, why did you even tell me that? I'm sorry, I'm sorry I ruined it. Are they game. really doing that? Yeah, of course. Oh, my God. Why would I have said that? I need to make up something for next episode, but they are absolutely doing that. <sighs> so disappointed. Dude, what are we doing? <laughs> I'm going to start calling Magic the game now. To do it. Do it. We're a game podcast. Yeah. We, actually, like, I already did game. That. Now we have to listen to it. We well, can start are... like throwing in World of Warcraft episodes. Yeah. Yeah, dude. We should do a Hearthstone episode one day, just so I can say we're a TCG podcast. I can't. Than... I can't even. I played. I got into the beta Hearthstone, and I was super excited because I like Blizzard games. And then I played it, and I was like, "Oh, okay. This is just magic for." Never mind. <laughs> a word that I would have to cut. Yep. Damn, dude, that's so depressing. Well, anyway, ninth place is your Moega. My Moega? Yeah, MWGA. He's there. With Blue Red Delver. With Bone Crusher Giant. With four expressive iteration and four yep. Bone Crusher Giant. What do you think of this list, bro? Well, I mean, it's crazy how, like, Young Pyromancer was, like... Young Pyromancer Sprite Dragon was, like, the plan before. And now you, you don't see Young Pyromancer anywhere. No. Um, so I'm still not sure about Bone Crusher Giant. But it's, it's advantage. Like, it sort of fills the role as Forked Bolt. Um, and this deck isn't playing any Forked Bolt. Uh, although it is playing um, the one damage to everything, the Spike Field Hazard... Uh, that could be a land um, so I'm not I, I mean like I'm not I'm not sure about this list what do you think about that spike field hazard so I think it's cool it's a one mana answer and it can it's be a, a land exactly it can be a very bad land yeah but I mean like it could be a land it could be a land right yeah that's upside and it could be it could be a very bad land it is also a one mana answer to Ragavan for sure it is a speed. it is a land that answers Ragavan at instant speed. That's yep. that's the best sell for it. Over like a fourth bolt though, would you ever consider it? No, I wouldn't. But if you're so, I would I would consider it in a shell a little bit higher to the curve than this, because I don't consider Bone Crusher Giant to be like a three drop creature in this deck. Although, like if you were trying to play like the True Name Nemesis uh, Brazen Borrower version then sometimes you do want to hit that land drop. And this yes. has four, four iteration, and like sometimes you might want to uh, uh, to get that done. But I, I, would, I would want my curve to be a little bit higher to consider playing that card. That's a great point, yeah. Yeah, that's a very good point, actually. I, uh, I wasn't really sure when I saw it. Like, I, I, I like this card. It's had its places before. But in this deck specifically, when you have access to all these other things and, you know, you're not playing any fork bolts or whatever, it seemed like an interesting choice, that's all. 
but I, I like what you're saying about you know being higher on the curve and everything. It does make a little bit of sense. Yeah, that I mean that's when I would want to go for that card. Um, obviously, like he is a deck building master, and like they maybe maybe it's just such a good answer that that is flexible enough. And you're using it for the answer portion 95% of the time anyway, that like that bad land matters, but it doesn't matter that much. So I don't know. Yeah. So, bro, 12th place, Rug Delver. We finally see Rug Delver. Four Delver, four Ragavan, four Goyf, two Endurance, and two Uro. So this is Rug Delver now. This is. Yeah, uh, I mean, like, I don't know about. So the Uro in this version of the shell, with like still only nineteen land and no like, like, huh, more more hard like planeswalker version. I guess you can pick pitch Euro to endurance, and you can use that <laughs> as like your tempo play. But that's just like, that's just craziness. That's uh, pretty sweet if you ask me. Uh, Tom Cairns was playing something pretty close to this, but it was like one of the stifle builds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I don't know if you had Ragavan or not, but... Um, I feel like Ragavan and Stifle is just such a good pairing. Yeah. Ragavan, Stifle, and Days. Like, that... Ah. I just wanted to point out this deck because of Endurance, really. I'm not going to lie. But uh, 15th place, we've got Jund. I feel like I have to mention it anytime there's a Jund deck. Uh, with Gris, two copies of Gris, three Endurance, four Ignoble Hierarchs. So making making use of all the new cards, mm-hmm. pretty cool. Last deck, uh, I don't know if you can hear. There's people going crazy outside, but yeah, last I, I hear deck that. I hear that. I wanted to talk about was 28th place, bro. Paxu. This deck went three three, nothing special, but you have to see it. Okay, I'm I'm zooming all the way down there. Oh, dude, no no disrespect to Paxu. Okay, it's got Caldera complete. It's got standstill. Oh, it's got Stoneforge and standstill. What's Timeless Dragon? Bro, this is a card I absolutely missed. And this was spoiled. I just went right past it. Okay. Doesn't that seem fucking good? I, I don't know. It didn't seem good to me because I didn't really think about it. I guess it's really good with standstill, right? Yes, exactly. It's really <laughs> fucking good with standstill. And so what this is for the listeners is a Bant Stoneblade deck with it's it, no noble hierarchs. We've got three Coatles, three Stoneforge, two Endurance because it's the best card in the format, two Uros, and three <laughs> Timeless Dragons. So I'm over here trying to make Bant Stoneblade decks, and I can't find room for a 20th blue card or whatever. And can't find room for anything this fucker fits four ponders two prismatic endings two supreme verdicts uh i and mean three standstills stand still is a blue card that's that's crazy like i never i never would have thought about a build like this me neither bro not in a million years but i really like this deck like i i really you, you, i don't know if it's good or not because you know i don't, this is I don't one challenge is. that went three three <laughs> it's just got it's got like a bunch of like two plus drops with like a small number of answers and it's playing yeah. standstill. Like I, yeah. yeah. We're I not mean, a small number. Of this answers. isn't like a tier. This is. Uh, I don't know. So the the thing that I dislike most about this deck is we've got three Stoneforge with the artifact package of one Batter Skull and one Cauldra. 
I do like Caldra in a standstill deck, but I just yeah, would rather... like that. Uh, having having a threat that shortens the clock that much in standstill like seems great because your opponent is going to be like forced to crack, right? And you have you have a bunch of answers to protect it. But like, why three if that's your game plan? And also, like, you know, you're playing Ice Fang Coatles and stuff. Like, like the whole point of that is, like, they can carry a sword, right, in a Stoneblade deck. But you don't have a sword. You don't yeah, have you, a jet. You like, don't. You, you have these equipments. I think it's just playing it as, like a, like, a speed bump flash answer. Exactly. Flash, yeah, it's not, it's not the traditional use of a Coatle in a Stoneblade shell. I would just immediately, immediately cut, I don't know. Everything, well, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I don't know. I, I I do like this deck a lot. Like I want to fuck with this deck for sure. Okay. Big fan of what's going on here. I love the one endurance in the sideboards. You can go up to three endurances in every matchup. Three prismatic endings as well. Carpet of flowers, great card. I'm yeah, just carpet. Love carpet is deck. nuts. I really love this deck. So yeah, bro, those are the challenges. This was an old school episode. Dude, we're at one hour and ten minutes right now. That's really good. We didn't even shoot the shit that long at the beginning. No. That's just like, that's just perfect. Yeah, bro, I feel like there's uh, there's so much like bullshitting I want to do, but we just don't have time for it. Well, we will we will catch up maybe out. No, you know what? Every, every time we have a conversation, it needs to be recorded because we need <laughs> as many podcasts as we can get. But next next week... We'll we'll do it two in a row. What are you doing for the fourth? Uh, I'm probably pro- probably having to play this game because I need. <laughs> I, like we might go see fireworks. The, the the third <laughs> is the big day around here for the fireworks and all of that. But like, we we have so many people that played with us in the last expansion that we we need to get all the who is we is we like the the group that i play the game oh that's that's who you mean so so many people that like have played with us that want raid spots and we used to have three raids tuesday thursday monday wednesday and saturday sunday and our weekend raid hasn't been firing uh because just with the transition and we need to get people settled and all that so like we need to do it asap it just happens to be that the fourth the third and fourth are next weekend and like for me to make to for me to make the people happy to get them to be able to play we might need some of the leadership to like get that group set for the first okay. week and it, the first week is going to end up being the fourth gotcha yeah wow that's a that's a tough break tough beats it happens yeah well I, i'm gonna be uh i'm gonna be in connecticut i'm not actually gonna be in boston i'll, I'll be in new england so Good for you. We uh we'll we'll record before then though. We'll record on uh next week. Th- Thursday, yeah. I'll I'll be around. Alright. So if people want to find you on the game or Twitter, how can they do that? You can find me at T Smiley MTG on Twitter. Alright. And uh deadformatcast at gmail dot com. Uh check out our Discord. Blah blah. Are you blah. back in the Discord yet? I am back on <gasps> Discord under a different name. Okay. And maybe I'll join our Discord if I can find it. Okay, right. you let you let me know. <laughs> That's a wrap. <laughs>